Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. What a great show we have for you today. Sayor Constantine is joining me here today. And what I want to say about Sayor is this. Um, I am the least likely person that ever thought I would have any experience at all talking to anybody like Sager at all. But here's what you should know. I'm also one of the least likely people to have ever have any experience with the Scandinavian culture. And I do. Why? Because here's the thing. Here I am, this 20-something-year-old coming off of being homeless, meet my best friend, who's also the producer that set this interview up, Linda. Linda Firing. Fearing. You see that? That's like a Norwegian name. Just saying. And then her parents take me in, and her dad, Bjorn. Bjorn Fearing. Well, here we call him Bjorn Firing. Okay, whatever you want to call him. We used to call him Bummer. But the point is this. What did I learn? See, this is a show about the life because this is the book. This is the in-between series. But you see, every one of us has the ability to move beyond what we think our limitations of life are. Now, I will tell you, there's a lot more that goes on to this story. What I learned from this amazing man, he became my father. What I learned about this culture, what I learned about, and I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. I, Sager, I apologize, like right, right up front. Okay. I learned how to make an incredible bread called yulakaka. That's my version of how to say it. It is, this, it is Norwegian. And I learned it from a person that I never thought I'd ever meet. Why am I sharing this? Because what I want to say today, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you are. What matters is how we show up in life. And that's what my guest is about today. Recognized teacher, international speaker, business psychology consultant. Oh my gosh, that is more courage than I have. Uh, like decades of experience with that. I got to get some tips. But the in-between series, right? This is her crown jewel. This is the trilogy. This is the thing we're going to talk about today. Because if you've ever heard the words the in-between or in-between, what comes to your mind? What do you think about? What is it that from a different perspective, you stop and say, I think I get that. I think I am that. But how do you become more aware? And that's what we're going to talk about because today you're going to get to meet somebody absolutely incredible. But even more importantly, look at this. Micah, can you get this? Is that beautiful? Like, can you, can anybody, can you see the book? Can you see the cover? This is a novel. 
What is it really? Welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much. And what an incredible introduction. So interesting. So, you know, a little bit about Scandinavian culture, not all. I think I could teach you a few things, but uh, well done. You You could teach me a lot. I didn't even go into what this man who came into my life taught me. And I want to tell you what he did teach me. And this is how I want to start the show. I grew up as a very troubled child. This man taught me about character building and integrity. And it took him a while. Okay, I'm not saying I was easy back then. But he taught me how to stay calm under pressure. He taught me how to be diplomatic. And, you know, when I'm here with you and we're getting ready to talk about this book and we're talking about this beautiful story and we're talking about what does it mean to decide things. Do you come? Do you go? Do you stay? Do you return? Do you stay? Do you go back? Do you go to the next day? Right? I'm, I don't mean to be summarizing a few things here, but these <laughs> are the questions we have in our lives right now. So the timing of what you've done and the timing of this book, to me, is a representation of where people are. So I want to ask you this. You have done so much. This is a highly creative <laughs> this is a great, great book. I want to know, has it always been this easy for you? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles you had to overcome to bring you here to this very moment? There's been so many obstacles, I tell you. You know, I I has I haven't had an easy life either. And I think, you know, for me to write a book like this and the other two books that's in the series. I need to go through nearly everything in it. I haven't been in a coma, but I remember when I published the first book, somebody came up to me and said, you know what, somehow you have been in a coma because you were asleep when you were a producer in television, you know? So you woke up and you left television and you became a writer. So somehow, you know, I have been in a coma. And and as you say, people, I mean, we're all in between something all the time, but my obstacles, you know, first of my my greatest obstacle has been to open my heart Um, from my background I mean I come from a beautiful family but the way I was brought up um, the closest we got to each other was a handshake so you know there was always a distance there was always this polite and my father taught me that we should always think about other people before ourselves and you know in in Scandinavia we have this we have this lore that we all live by and it kind of goes don't think that you're better than anybody else so it kind of keeps us all down you cannot you cannot shine you cannot tell how great you think you are you cannot tell anybody you know about your ideas or what you want to do in life if I told anybody oh I want to be an international bestseller author people go I mean why don't you just sell your book in books in Denmark you know (laughs) Why do you want to go international? So that's how it is. And I really struggled with that a lot because I always felt different. And I started my career in television. And, you know, when I was there, I was highly successful on the outside. And people thought, oh, I'm going to have a great career. And I I really did have that. But something was missing. And that was probably the first and most important change in my life that was leaving the television business and just trying to figure out what is it that's missing in my life and then I went on a search to open my heart 
to get in touch with myself, to, 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 to begin this spiritual journey, because up until then, I didn't believe in anything, really. The, the closest I got to anything spiritual went was to go and have a massage, you know, and, and that's not very spiritual at all. So, uh, so, so you know, it was, it was a huge journey for me for about 10 years where I just looked in and in and had this, all these discoveries about myself and my emotions. And I, I could explain emotions, but I couldn't feel any emotions in my body. It, I was so shut down from my upbringing um that it, it took a lot of time to to get in touch with myself and with my emotions so so it's been a, it's been a journey for sure it has and boy that was a perfect description because when i think about Bjorn and i think about linda and her family you just described them the good news is joan linda's mom was irish so then you put those two together and you're going to get something um and then for me of course i entered the game you know from being born in new york city so i had a strong sense of self even though it was misdirected right but the reason i related to to what you were saying is we faced these challenges you faced these challenges and you had to step up and decide who you were going to be in life for sure right. for sure it was a it was a conscious decision that yeah. i could feel half of me is missing and and as soon as i realized i mean i could i could keep go i could keep going but i would never be happy every time i went home from my work i i felt this emptiness and this loneliness and it was like i was pulled into this black hole so i just had to work harder and harder and harder you know to stay away from this sensation in my body but also in that sensation there was a calling and as long as I was busy I couldn't hear it and as soon as I stopped it was like this beautiful tone came through to me that I could suddenly listen to the melody from my heart and I could open up and and start to live a totally different life and many 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 people around me were shocked and uh, yeah that's yeah. how it is when you change direction in life. It is. I mean, and yeah. we go through the shock, but you know, see, that's what I love. So first of all, look, uh, one of the things I want to make sure people know, this is one, it's a, it's a, a trilogy. Is that the right word? Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, it's a series. Okay. There might okay. be more. There might be more than three I think there might years. be more because I'm thinking there should be more, but I don't want to just say that. I don't want to just do, put that pressure on you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I... I can I talk about the titles for a minute? Because Absolutely. if I can't talk about the titles, I can't get to the in-between that we're you, talking about and welcome. what that means. The thing that saved me from being alive and dead, homeless and believing, was hope. So this book, there's a book, there's a book, and I, th I think Mike is going to put show your website and show the books. It's called The Hope, The Ring, The Life. When I saw this, I know I'm going to talk to you about this book. Trust me, I'll get to it. But there's something bigger operating here that I wanted you to talk about. Because if I just talk about this one book, it's great. But there's something bigger here. And I wanted to ask you, is there something bigger here? Or am I just off on a tangent? <laughs> <laughs> there is something bigger here. Okay. Not bigger, and also bigger than me. Um, you know the way the books came to me was quite extraordinary. I was um, I was coming home from India. I went to India to teach in a meditation center, and sitting on the plane, 
I was looking out the window and suddenly I feel my body started to shiver and I feel this cold sensation running down my spine and I'm sitting there going, what, what is happening? Am I sick? What, what is going on? And in front of me, I suddenly see this, what appears to be like a movie screen. And on this movie screen, I see images and I also see a plane crash, which is not that great when you're on the plane, really. <laughs> But, and I look around the plane and go, am I the only one seeing this? And everybody else, they were like looking at their tablet or asleep. And I'm just watching all these glimpses of this story. And I'm going, wow. At that stage, I left my job in television. I didn't know what I was going to do. I decided to wait because I'm a fast mover. So I could easily make up a new job or just you know, look for something else. But I decided I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to wait and see what was meant to be. And sitting there, I just had this feeling, this is the story I'm going to share with the world. And then it disappeared and the sensation in my body disappeared. And I grabbed my laptop and I start writing. And I probably wrote about eight lines and I can just hear in my head, my voice going, this is definitely going to be three books Oh, I'll figure it out. And at that stage, I never wrote a novel before. I wrote <laughs> two nonfiction books, but I didn't have a clue how to write a novel. But uh, I went home and started to write. And every day, every day I sat down, I just asked out in the universe, what's going to happen today? And the story just unfolded. Hmm. So it is bigger. Yeah. It is bigger. And you can read the story as an entertaining story, but you also fall through yeah. the layers. And that's yeah. what you're talking about. That's the layers of that the is. book. Yeah. That is what I'm talking about. I, you know what I'm really struck by? I'm really struck by this. And I know you could not have predicted this, or maybe you could have. Maybe you could have. Because, uh, you know, I, I think you and I have something in common. We get these vision and premonitions, right, about something that has to come. And that's how that's how the network got born. When, you know, when the vision came to me to create the transformation network with minimally ten channels, and that's what we're launching next. You know, was starting to launch in September. I had the vision, but I didn't have like the wherewithal. I was like you. I was like, I've never done this before, but then I knew how to do it. So I wanted to ask you this question because when you wrote these, right, we were not where we are today. Yeah. Okay. But the similarity of what's happening in the world today and with people literally could be the character out of the book. We could take her, we could take the character out of the book and anybody right here now would relate to it. And let me tell you what, what I mean and what I want you to really uh, talk to. There is a phrase going around right now about trying to explain why so many people are resigning. From their jobs. They call it the great resignation. I call it the great resurrection. But see, isn't this what you're talking about here? And especially when we're talking about the life, but the idea of facing massive decisions and you being able to bring it forward in this beautiful character, it, it, pull, it was pulling on my heart like can you talk to that? I know you meant to do that. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. I think, you know, the, the, the essence of the book is to, to really watch ourselves and, and ask ourselves, am I living the, the, the life that I want to live? Am I following my heart? Can, can I actually hear my heart? 
Am I true to myself? Am I making choices that are good for me, for for the world, for nature, for human beings? So not in a selfish way, but in a way where we can be connected with each other and we can be good to each other. But we have to stop and ask ourselves this question because a lot of people are postponing their lives. We're waiting for somebody else to save us. We're waiting to, 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 for something to happen. We're waiting for somebody to, to see us or to ask us to do something or whatever it is. A lot of people are waiting. And, and the book is about just paying more attention to what we have, the small things like if you're sitting with your child, what is this, the tiny smell of your child? You know, I had, yeah. had uh, people writing me saying, you know, I never noticed how my child smells. This sweet little person. I never sat there being a totally present breathing and just staying in tune with my child. So we're busy with our phones. We're busy with achieving things on the outside, getting more money or posting things online or whatever it is, instead of saying, I need to be here right now. What makes me happy? What is it my soul wants me to do? And there's nothing right or wrong. It's not like we all have to be uh, saving the world or whatever it is. Being a good dentist, being a good mother, being a, a good caretaker. We all have different purposes, but we have to stop to be able to find out what is it that matters the most in my life. And we have to start prioritizing it because one day it will be too late. And we all see that every single day. For yeah. some people, it is too late. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's really why I wanted to talk to you about it. And, you know, for those of you that are just tuning in, really what I'm talking about is this is the book that I'm referencing at the moment, but there are three books. And I know Micah is putting up the images on Facebook. Um, I love to be able to read something, especially like a novel. And just to know a little bit about me, I could not read or write until I was about 30 years old because I grew up really different, learning different. So when I get my hands on something like this, I hang on every word. You know, things like when Luke says, I know who God is. And so like, I'm like, oh, oh okay, Luke. Okay, right? <laughs> um, but the messages, and there's so many in just this one book, and I know there are other two books and people have to know, and I'm going to make sure that folks know how to get the book. But I was really struck with how absolutely difficult the decision to decide, do I go back? I mean... Or do I stay? Now, I don't want to give out the whole story, but we should tell people a little bit about it. Because the idea of do I go back or do I stay, it is the conundrum of our ages right now. Massive amount of people are plugged into social media because they cannot decide. They are in the in-between 24-7 and they look for outside sources. But let's tell folks a little bit about what this means, especially when we're talking about making these tough decisions. Um, as with this spirit, you know, travel to a place unknown, right? This in-between, and all of us go there, right? Don't we? I think we do. We do. Yeah. And so when you were writing this, and you told this story, and, and you told the story in all three books. 
what were some of the things that you could think about from the characters in the book that changed you in writing it? Because I know reading it, I got to tell you, like, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, she was like, when she wrote this book, she was like, in my brain. That's what I thought about. Because there are points right now that I think about that so many people are really stuck. Stuck is my word, right? Yeah. And stuck is a good word. And, you know, I think when we bring it all down to the essence, what we have left is fear or trust. And that that is really, everything comes down to, do I fear what I'm about to do or do I trust what I'm about to do? The choices, we have a choice in every single moment of our lives. And when we become aware of that, we can make conscious changes and we can ask ourselves, I do this all the time. Whenever I have to make a decision in my life, I ask myself, am I making this decision from fear or from trust? It can come down to small things in my life. You know, if, if I'm, if somebody is calling me saying, do you want to do this assignment and ask myself to do it? Do I say yes from fear, from trust? If I say yes, it's because I can feel I can bring something to this person. If I say no, it's because I trust that somebody else will call me too and ask me to do something else for them, you know? So also with the whole process of this book, because I'm a fast mover and I like to get things done really, really fast. With the first book, it didn't take me more than five months to complete it. Of course, I had to edit it as well. And then I wanted to move on to the next book. But the universe wouldn't let me because it wasn't <laughs> ready. And I was in, I was about to struggle. And I asked myself, why is it so important to, to write this second book straight away? And the fear said, because maybe pe people don't want to buy the first one or read the first one if you don't have the second one, you know. And the trust say, you have to wait until it's ready. And you know what? The hope wasn't ready until December 2019. Mm. I waited. I began writing the life in 20, 2008. It was completed. So for 14 years, I waited and I waited and I waited. And every single day, there hasn't been one single day where I haven't thought about the book, where I haven't asked the universe, is this the day where I'm going to begin to write again? And in December 19, I could just feel that everything I needed in order to, to write, because I have a lot of conversation with the universe, you know, <laughs> because I need time and I need money to write. And also I need to learn a few things in this, in between, I got married and divorced twice. So there was a little bit of learning <laughs> for me there. Um, but in December 19, I decided I could just feel this is it, you know? So I, I booked a holiday house. I sat down for two weeks and the flow just began again. And then, you know, I was in the book, I was in the story, the hope. And then, you know, I had to go back and teach. And I thought, this is not good. I need to continue. But I had the whole, you know, all my, my calendar was full of bookings with, with companies I had to go and, and teach in. And then came COVID-19. And off went all my bookings. And I had time to complete the hope. And it was the same, you know, for like, I think for 10 years, I didn't have the title for the third book. And people kept asking me, what is the title? I, said, <laughs> I don't know. But I will tell you when I know. And then as soon, you know, one day, it just, you know, just came to me. It's the hope. And, and I as long as, you know, at the same time, the, the, the image on the front page comes as well. Oh. It, they all come together. They're beautiful. 
Yeah, thank you. And I, you know, the two days ago, the title of the fourth book came to me, but I'm not going to tell you no, what no, it is. No, no, I, I was going to say, don't say it, because <laughs> no, right? we'll bring you back for a special <laughs> announcement for it. Yeah. But the reason I wanted you to explain this is because I'm about to say something before we go to break. You know, I read a lot of books. I've been doing this, you know, for a long time, and I read everybody's book. But there are very few books that I read that I really just break down and just cry. Now, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing in this book because it's not. And I'm not going to tell you all exactly where this began for me, but I will tell you as I started to come to the end of this book, and the one that I have in my hand is called The Life, everybody. And I started to, and you follow this beautiful story, and we'll talk more about the story when we come back. But why would somebody like me cry? And I'll tell you why. Because even though this is a novel, the experiences in this book, and I, I hate to even call them characters, but the this experiences in the book, the way you've written it, everything from having a visualization of pictures being taken down from a wall, I was gone by that point in the book, but I had an understanding of it. And so what you've been able to do is tap into an emotional aspect of where we are right now in humanity coming out of COVID. And we are not out of COVID. And that's part of the dilemma. We are still in the in-between. Um, before we go to break, please tell people how they can get a copy of this book, all the books, everything, all the books, and how they can find out more about you. They Well, you can get the book on Amazon. You can go into Barnes & Noble, any bookstore, you can actually get the book. And you have to read the life first. It's very, very yes. important to read the life first, then the ring, and last, the hope. Um, you can also uh, get them as audiobooks on uh, Audible, which is really great. I love them as audiobooks. I listen, just listen to all of them myself, which is really, really great. And you can get in touch with me on all social media, sagaconstantine.com, or on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are online, I'm there too. Yeah. So but what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. And what I'm going to tell everybody, when you go there, you can get various versions of these. The audiobooks are great. Um, you can also get them on Kindle. I have a Kindle account. That's, of course, where I get them from. But the audio version I love because you get to really feel this. You get to be in this. But I will tell you, uh, Saga, I will tell you this. The most important part, I was so struck by your words the words you used and how you use them through these characters. So when you said part of your journey was opening up your heart, it is very clear to me that that's it. When we come back, why do you get the life first? Why don't you just jump to the other ones? Well, we're going to tell you why in a minute and why this is so important to really think about it. Because if you're like me, you're going to get one, you're going to read that one, then the next one, then the next one. But there's a reason. You see, we are in the story of our lives right now. What is it about what Saga wrote that was so premonition? What was it about this and why is it so relatable? Let's take a short break, Benny. Micah will be right back. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? 
Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit MartineEmmons.com and make your appointment today. Whenever you start worrying or doubting, or whenever the inner mean chatter starts to steal the show and calm just goes out the window, here's a quick 30-second practice that you can do at any time. I'm Claudia Sam, your Soul Connection Coach, host of the Be Happy Now show. Let's breathe out everything right now. And breathe in for four. One, two, three, four. Breathe out. Four, three, two, one. Breathe in and mentally say, I am. Breathe out. See the letters of the word calm dripping in front of your awareness. Breathe in, I am. Breathe out, calm. There you go. For more of this, go to ClaudiaSMCoaching.com and click on Meditate. Do you question what an authentic life really looks like? Tune in to The Alley Effect with Alison Blythe, authentically living life your way. Every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where Allison Blythe brings you tools, resources, and actionable steps toward your very best life. Take responsibility for your own happiness. For more about Allison, visit Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, Blythe, B-L-Y-T-H-E dot com. Tune in to Spacious Unknowing Network, communing with your soul. With Julio Rose and Jojo Rose. Every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let your heart beat in the rhythm of your soul and guide you to new horizons and unlimited, infinite love. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. I think all of you that are listening through Benny and KKNW, you just, you just got to hear the conversation that we just had. And when I think about this, and I want to emphasize this, there are three books, and we are talking about three, but this is the starting place. You start with the life. And that's the book I keep referencing most, although I am going to touch upon a couple of other things here. Um, and the reason I say you start here because the questions in the book and 2008 is that when you said what tell when did the life come to you it came to me in 2007 i completed in 2008 okay. yeah. yeah so imagine this everybody 2008 right who are you where am i i mean see these questions right that are coming forward now these are the questions that people are asking. Before we start to talk about the books again, I just would love for you to mention one more time how they find out about you, how they find out about your books, all of the above. You can find me on all the social media 
with the my name Sakar Constantine, my website sakarconstantine.com and the books you can find on Amazon, you can find them on Audible, and if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can definitely get them there for yeah. free as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sagar, here's the thing that I love. You asked me about this. There's for those of you guys out there, this is as an audio version too. See, the audio version is kind of cool, right? I like the audio version because, you know, I I just when I'm sitting there, I just love to hear these stories because it'd be very different if you had selected language and words that weren't so descriptive. But no, that's not what you did. You know, through the book, you feel like you're there. When you open up a chapter and you say something like, the corridors are empty when I arrive, you can feel it. So you can feel this. And what I want to ask you about is there are three books here. The life is the first, right? I wanted to talk a little bit about the journey of the characters for a minute. And we don't have to stay in the life, but I want to talk about the journey. And the reason I want to talk about the journey, and we certainly will not give away the book, is because the journey as I see it of these characters, and there are so many, and they're just amazing. Gosh, there's so many people that are three years of this and continuing. You couldn't have known that like practically, but you did know it, didn't you? Well, you know, I, I didn't know the ending of, and and of, um, and actually there is no ending. That's actually. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was struggling a little bit with the ending because there's no ending. So, uh, but, but, you know, the, the journey of these characters unfold in the beginning, you think the story is going one way in the life and, and you feel the struggle of, of the main character, Eva, who's a journalist, and uh, she's very much into her own belief system, what she believes in the world, what she thinks is right and what she thinks is wrong. And and she's very, um, she's, she's, she's been living a life where she needed to achieve things, let's put it this way, to get recognition. And then she meets another character in, in the between, which was Thomas. And he's very much in balance with his feminine and his masculine side. And he's so different and provocative to her because he, he never tells her what to do. And he never, he never answers her questions. And she's very much puzzled by him because it's, it's, it's really hard with a person like that because in a way she's drawn to him, but she's also in a way provoked by him. And, but, but he also has his own process which people will see in, in book number two and especially book number three, he has to work with himself as well. But, but her process is the most important one in book number one, because that's where you really feel the struggle from, from being, living an ordinary life. Yeah. You know, really, really, I think what people will find is that a lot of us can recognize ourselves in Eva. We totally, the, yeah. And, and we recognize the struggles, we recognize the fighting, we recognize the thoughts. And then I think we also recognize that we have to make choices. And the choices that she's going to make is just getting harder and harder and harder through the book. But we are making those choices every single day. We are making choices about, will I be uh, busy uh, with my own career or will I be present with people who are important to me, for example, we make that choice every single day. And that's the choice she's going to make as well. Uh, just a little bit different. Let's say that. Yeah. And you know what you're touching upon and, and again, that first book and that you're really taking on that journey really sets it up with, with what's to come. Um, 
but it really lays a groundwork for how every one of us goes through these really critical decisions every day. And we don't think they're critical, but they are. I mean, when we make a decision to spend time, um, 60 hours doing something and not have any time left for anybody else, that's a critical decision about how we are spending our time on this earth, right? Um, and, and, you know, hopefully you catch that in enough time where you realize, wait a minute, this has got to change. Something's got to change, but I don't know what it is. And I certainly don't know how. And so I found in, in the books that I don't know what to call them, that along the way, there are, are, are characters that show up that are of assistance and also not of assistance. But in any event, what they are is they bring her to a next level, right? Do you, do, is that correct assumption? Absolutely, absolutely, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and yet they're so interesting in themselves, you know? And so what I loved about this was this is what's been happening to us all along the way. You know, we these three years globally all over the world i don't think there's any country that has been exempt these three years we have gone through this and maybe we haven't been in a coma but i gotta tell you kanda yeah kanda, <laughs> you could say that yeah now yeah. a lot of people lost a lot of lives in covid and i have friends and family in that in that range but those lives that were lost were catalysts for waking things up in people like I've never seen before. Is that what you wanted to really say in this book, even though you didn't know about COVID? But it kind of reflected the way you described your own life a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I think I, I didn't know about COVID. And no. <laughs> to be honest, I also had to change some of the, the, the things in the last book because before COVID, I actually had, you know, uh, a description of something like COVID. And I thought to myself, I cannot put it in here because people just think that I'm trying to be clever. I put it in before <laughs> it happened, you know, <laughs> so I took it out, but uh, which was really strange, you know, but um, this, it, 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 you know, Many people have, have, have had a struggle with COVID. And I think whatever we meet in life, we can learn from it. And there's, there's always a learning from whatever we're, we're touching base with in life. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, I, I live by a saying that I call easy is right. Yeah. So whenever I go into something, if there's a struggle, I breathe and I watch it and ask myself, is this a struggle I need to be a part of? What is the learning here? And I, if I can see there's a learning, I'll, I'll stay put. But if I can see, I'm just fighting to win. I'm fighting because my ego thinks I'm right here. I'm fighting. Then I stop and ask myself, what is easy now? What is, it's not that I, that I don't take responsibility, but because that is so important to take responsibility. But I don't go into a fight. I always go with the easy, with the flow. So for me, easy is always right and it's been the same with the books. It's been a flow. Whenever I tried to force the writing, it was a fight. Then I just stepped back, waited till the flow was back there. I had an experience uh, some years ago when, you know, when the, 
when the financial crisis started, I was in a relationship and my partner had a holiday house. We couldn't get rid of it. It was really, really expensive. And, um, and, and we, it was really tight with money. So I kind of said, you know, we have to do something. And, and we lowered the price. We changed the real estate agent. We did everything for two years and it was really bad then suddenly a buyer came along and it was in the winter there was snow on the roof and in the garden and everywhere and uh, the buyer said you know what i want a report that everything is fine with the house and that's including the the roof but we couldn't get them a report like that because there was snow on the roof so i said to my partner you know what why don't we just go to the house get up on the roof and start to shovel <laughs> down the snow <laughs> and we did. And I was up there with this heavy snow shoveling down from the roof. And suddenly <laughs> I said to myself out loud, this is not easy. And, you know, <laughs> and I said to my partner, I said, I'm getting off this roof because easy is not right here. And we agreed. We got down. We waited. And, and I could just feel the fear that we would lose this, this buyer because we waited for two years. So I watched the fear and I watched it and I sat with it. And two weeks later, the snow melted. We could get a report on the roof. We got the contract. We were just about to sign it. And the real estate agent called and said, did you sign it? And we said, no, no, no. Okay, you know what? This morning, I got another buyer. And he will give you $50,000 more than the wow. other one. Do you want to go with that? And you know, that that actually meant that it equaled out. So we wouldn't get any dipped with this sale. Yeah. So if I had got the snow down from this roof, you know, it would have cost me a lot of right. money. So I always go with easy is right. And, you know, I think with what you're saying also with, with the COVID, we can choose to struggle or we can go with the flow and say, it's here. We can't do anything about it. We don't know when it's going to disappear. We don't know what's next. There's a war in Ukraine. There's stuff happening in the financial world. We don't know, but what we can know is we can be true to ourselves and watch what does it do to me? What is my reaction? How can I take responsibility to live the life I feel like living? You know, that's what we can do. And I think uh -huh. that's, that's really the message of the books as well. Well, and you know what you just summarized, if I could, and I don't, I really, I'm hesitating to, to do this, but that story you just shared and the essence of it is throughout three, all three books. The essence of really being a place, and, and you know, this is my language now, but we know, if you didn't know about what it meant to be, to feel desperation, a lot of people felt that in COVID, right? Mm -hmm. If you didn't know what it felt like to be caught in a place where you didn't understand what the outcome could be, a lot of people learn that globally. People that never thought, and you know, it's interesting that you took that out of your book because I was reading an interview that they did with Brad Pitt and um, all of us that are World War Z fans, just saying, were disappointed. They were not going to do the second version of it. And the reason they weren't going to do the second version of it is why? Because that whole thing was about an epidemic, right? Mm. The whole idea about a zombie movie embedded in it was a message about biochemical weapons warfare what was going on it was like in the movie right it was a great movie but the point was the theme of that movie came when like before this so of course a studio wouldn't pick it up where it left off because that second movie would have to be about how the zombie body 
recognized that the antidote wasn't going to work and the virus took off. Now, what does that sound like? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But even you taking that out, here's where I am. What you just described in that story about the house breaks down what so many of us really have to remember that we step into life and we could have a knowing and a purpose. And the difference between taking that knowing and doing what you did, writing these books, selling a home, getting off the roof, the difference between whether or not we're able to do it or not is about trust, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Trust it is. in the universe. Because yeah. that, I get that theme through the books, but even in your story, and I love this idea. I had a friend tell me a long time ago, if it's light, it's right. If it's not light, it just don't do it, right? But yet you have to face the decision as with the characters in a book, because don't you really see, you know, in the book, when you wrote this, you put these people in situations where they have to decide, how does this feel? What am I going to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, it was a struggle to write it because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, when I write, I'm inside every single one of these characters to be able to, to describe the emotions. I have to feel every single emotion to be able to write it. And, and I think, you know, you, you began this interview or conversation with asking me with the struggles in my life. Yeah. If I didn't have had these struggles, I wouldn't have been able to describe exactly. all these emotions. So I'm grateful for every struggle in my life that, that taught me something, that brought me where I am, where I can go into these small sensations of describing emotions where people can relate because a lot of people don't feel or or cannot describe emotions and and the book can help us saying oh that's how I feel now I can recognize it now I can work with it now I can understand it and that is important to me you know yeah and look as I said before you are an international speaker You're an expert in a field that, my gosh, you know, was so much part of my life, leadership, personal development, high performance team, positive psychology, EQ, motivation change. I mean, this is the whole aspect, you know, of how people see you in the world. And then the book is representative of not only you being that, but also you tapping in to what the challenges are in you being that. Because honestly, I walked away from consulting, organizational consulting, Um, because for me, it was, I didn't have the resilience to do it at the time. I didn't, I knew too much with my corporate career. But what I wanted you to share in the time we have left, and just a few minutes for everybody, I want to give them a little teaser, because these three books relate to each other. And I would love for you to just share as much as you can about the relationship between the three books and the main character, if you could share it. Yes, well, oh, it is hard, you know. Well, well, I'll, I'll do my best here. It's um, the relationship between the books. Well, they, they start off with the life, with all these choices that have to be made by the character, and she's in between, which is a place in the clouds where you have yep. all these beautiful things and all this help to look at yourself <laughs> and look at your beloved ones on earth. And um, with the choice that the main character is making, she um, is 
oh, can we say these? <laughs> I no, I, well, well, but the choices she's making are really life-changing. They're life-altering. Yes. Does she stay or does she go? I'm going to put yeah. it in that simple language because that's what people are deciding now. People yeah. are really like, do I stay in this relationship or do I go? Do I stay with my current life or do I go? Do I stay yeah. with my current job or do I go, right? And what we can say is that her choice opens up to a lot of possibilities that she never, ever yeah. imagined. And she didn't even believe existed. So it just opens up to more choices, more challenges, <laughs> and uh, things she's got to deal with, which is not easy at all. I mean, if, if she thought the first decision was going to be hard, my God, the next one is going to be a nightmare. Let me just say that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what I love about this, because we we get to follow the journey. You know, we get to follow the journey in the story. Uh, and for those of you that are just tuning in, we're talking about three books. And I think Mike is showing you them. We're talking about the ring or excuse me, the life, the ring and the hope. We're talking about these. You'll be able to find them if you go to Amazon. Um, and you'll be able to find them. And, you know, one is, and it's called the in-between series is book one, book two, book three, and there's probably going to be more, I would imagine there's got to be more. Um, but, you know, part of this is the backstory of each of the books and how it really represents a journey for humanity, so to speak, right? Yeah. Even though we're fascinated by it and fascinated by the in-between. But the feelings that one gets from reading the book is feelings of this earth. You see what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's a journey that we all on together. And some of us see it more clearly than others, but it is a journey we're all on together. So it is, these books really represent the time that we are in and yeah. offers great advice and inspiration to, to, uh, to look at ourselves and uh, find out more of what mm -hmm. is important to us. I want to ask you this question. I, I'm so curious. I want to know if you can share any part of it. What's on the horizon for you? I mean, the minute that I read these books, I'm thinking, okay, it's got to be like a Netflix series or something like that. that's where my brain went to. I'm like, somebody has got to be able to pick this stuff up. This is like incredible, right? Yeah. Um, but for you, I don't know if you can see out where do you see the next level of excitement around these stories going? I would love for them to become a Netflix series. No mm -hmm. doubt about that, because I think it's, it's somehow also meant to be, it's all there. It's, it's, you know, they just need to pick it up. I, um, I, I get really touched and excited when I talk to you because I can feel you really get these books. And this is all I dreamt of that, that people, understand the books and and get the message that I really wanted to bring forward to to bring more awareness to the world. This is is my purpose in life to bring more awareness to the world. And I hope there will be more books. Um I, I don't know, you know, because it's not my decision. So I'm I'm in in this place right now where I'm watching, I'm watching the journey of the books. I'm a servant of the books. Yeah. So to, to you is my my highest priority. <laughs> oh. 
life and light to the books is is what I need to do now. And and that's my job now. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I will uh, keep doing that and making sure that that more and more people will actually be able to get the mm. book. And one thing that is also important to me is that I decided to give the first book away for free. The wow. life so people want to read it. They can actually... Um, go to, to my website and download it for free. They can get it for Kindle or PDF, whatever. Um, because I I just mm -hmm. believe that the more people that read this book, the better place this mm -hmm. world will be, oh, hopefully. Now let's give people your website again. And then I'm going to give you my top list of who should play Eva. In okay, yeah, great. Okay, go ahead. Let's have that. your website first. It's sagaconstantine.com and you can find a download button there where you can get the book. Okay, I'm excited now. Okay. All right. So the question mark for me is, and 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 this is really, I didn't even think about this, but the question mark is you get to decide the age of the main character. That's my interpretation. I got to decide her age, you see, right? Because we don't get that, but we get to decide. So when I looked, of course, we'd love to get Zendaya, but we're not going to get her because she's going to be in that other movie. But there are other people. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz. She's been in a lot of movies. Would be really good for this. Uh, Sophie Turner. Uh, Game of Thrones. Sophie Turner. Right. Yes. It, so sure. if, if I, we're in the if we're kind of in this this group, and then you've got Naomi Scott, Joey King, some of these other people. So what I'm trying to say is, I decided for myself sort of a grouping of people. However, once I started to think about this and play this out, Kristen Stewart, why? She's a bit older than the rest of the group, right? Really matured in her actors. And then you have to start to think, what do I want this person to look like? Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of talented people, the seriously talented people. And then I came to the one Jodie okay. Palmer from Killing Eve. Yeah. Why? Now, I'm not going to say why. You're going to have to come back and we talk about it because the character in your book has a lot of depth and there are a lot of great actors that are out there that are women to play that character. And there's also other actors that could play that character equally well. And so I went through the book and I, I got fascinated by how I changed my perceptive of who this person was. And I started out thinking, wait a minute, she is a Caucasian woman. And as I went through the book, I changed my perspective of it. Isn't that fascinating? It so I'm going to leave you with that thought. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is great. I'm going to leave you with that thought. And, you know, and the reason that I got to think about it is this book is meant to really see on the screen. Mm -hmm. Thank you for today. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for having your own awakening. And thank you for continuing the journey. Thank you. I'm so touched by this conversation and your words about the book. So thank you so much. Mm. We're going to take a short break. Uh, everybody come back. And by the way, I just got to tell you, this book here, you can get this you don't have to buy this you can get it and i'm telling you it is the first of the series but i guarantee you when you read this book you're going to go, you're going to go to the next book that's right that's what i did thank you let's take a short break we'll be right back